Yo, what's up, my gang? What's up, my gang? Why do I keep saying that? Yo, okay, so... <laughs> um, it's getting kind of weird, and things are happening, and I gotta share it with you guys. So, here's what I'm gonna do. Uh-oh. Dang. I had all of my links saved in my Telegram, and then I went and messed it up. So, this is a, a late-night podcast, and... um. Instead of doing it in the morning like I usually do. Because I had a lot on my mind that I wanted to talk to you guys about. But I talked to a friend of mine. And he he just got around to watching the Bryson Gray versus John Keefe uh, beef video that we put up. It's the last thing. It's like the very first thing that comes up on the 520 Collective YouTube page. And it's very interesting. Now, it, one thing is it's daunting. It is three hours long. And that will, you know, probably deter a lot of people from watching it. But it is the biggest beef in Christian rap right now. Um, it's one of the biggest stories in Christian hip-hop right now. Um, and a lot of things have been happening. And so... we got. I got some... I got... Um, a clip for you here and I have a note what's it say I'm a rapper 520 boys different so for those of you guys who don't know already I am a co-host on the 520 collective show where we talk about Christian hip-hop we talk about what's going on in Christian culture things like that now if you're unfamiliar with Christian hip-hop the the world is just like any other world where there's status and um, there's ambition and gains to be made on, on that level. You have people who want to be somebody um, and they want to be somebody so badly that they're willing to go outside of the boundaries and the rules that we've set as our, for ourselves as a community. And I think a lot of that has happened. And ill-gotten gain aside... There's a lot of legitimate gain. You know, there are a lot of people who are in like the right place at the right time. They have good connections. They have talent, no doubt. And um, they have a circle of support that will help elevate them in their music circles. I think all of that has to be true in order for you to build some sort of name for yourself in any industry and in the podcasting world of CHH, I think I do a pretty good job of flying under the radar to a degree that you'd have to be a Christian podcaster to know who I am. So that's, that's one thing. Um, I got a, I got a clip here. It's a part of an isolation that Eric sent me from the show. And this is the impetus for everything right here. So, um, this is let me just play this clip for you real quick. It's just six seconds long. I don't even know who Zero is. What, what show? Who, who are you? I don't know nobody. Face, I'm a co-host on a podcast you never heard of. It don't matter. Yeah. I don't even know so, who Zero is. That was part of the show where things were getting heated up. Um, John Keefe was kind of getting pinned in the quarter, and he was being asked some stuff about scripture, and, and I think that's when uh, DJ Mike LV said, I don't like your tone. You're being disrespectful. And 
look, dude, it's it's on the stream for everybody to see. And I've gotten notes and messages from people saying, like, I don't at all think you were being disrespectful. I think, you know, let me read one of a part of one of the notes that I got here, um, because this is the most recent one. And that's why I decided to um, to podcast tonight. It says I didn't. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to skip the name here because that's funny. I, I don't appreciate the way he tried to tone check you when literally the only person who was being disrespectful was John Keefe. <laughs> it was probably not. It's probably best that I wasn't on the show. That was very clown like behavior. And then um, when the dude when the dude just said that from the clip, you know, who who are you? And basically it was. You have to watch. It's in the first half hour of the show. And and the whole thing goes down in such a way where it's like, who are you to be speaking to me in this situation? Like, that was the way that that line was delivered. I don't even know who Zero is. You know, who do you think you are? It was like that. Um, he says, uh, this is the note that was sent to me. And I'm, I'm leaving the person's name anonymous. Uh, they're... There was not one thing that you said that could be interpreted as disrespectful. It could only sound disrespectful to someone who's allergic to accountability and honest dialogue. And then they go on. I'm going to skip a little bit. He says that little Rapzilla buzz doesn't make you doesn't make him or anyone else somebody. You know, I'm genuinely glad y'all captured all their true attitudes for the world to see. I took that line way more personally than I would have expect than I would have expected because I know because he knows and and, and admires and respects me as a person as a brother in Christ. He knows what I've done. He knows what I do now, and uh, he knows the kind of person that I am and who I aspire to be. So, knowing that, he took it personally, and so he and I talked a little bit. But I didn't read the whole note because, I, you know, there there's some things I don't want to throw out there. But his just that's the general tone from people that I've talked to is that they don't really like how that went down. They. There's a lot that could be said about it, but really, um, I assured him the podcast is just it's there for people to see. And um, make up their own minds because this is one of the biggest stories in Christian hip hop. People really need to observe it for themselves. And it's not about me or me being dissed or anything. I mean, I am I am talking some a little bit about that, but the whole thing was there were multiple facets. You know, we we collectively didn't feel like there needs to be this Christian rap beef. We were trying to bring the situation to a close. We wanted to give everybody an opportunity to speak. And um, we allowed some things to be said that we should not have allowed to be said. But once it once we crossed that line, you know, I, I kind of realized, okay, so if they're willing to behave this way, either on screen or in the chat and there's a lot going on in the chat that you should probably watch if you watch the the show itself um then that's that's how they want to put themselves out there so um yeah yeah that's that's what we got um 
one of the things that happened that went down was uh um Ruslan, one of the guests from a different show, he brought his entire audience over to watch the dumpster fire that he was expecting it to be. And um, they were there to support him because they were his supporters and subscribers and things like that. Kind of like a, a Twitch raid or stream raid or whatever. And um, we were able to kind of spin that and, and let everybody else see it for themselves. And I think the numbers just kind of get people to say like, oh, I know these names. This has a lot of views. Let me see what's going on. And they'll walk away with their minds made up. Nobody is going to, I think, change their minds based on anything that they see. Like if they were there to just support Ruslan, then they're going to walk away just supporting Ruslan. Um, and it's interesting because I did watch the stream that they did beforehand. And it was kind of funny to watch it devolve into a dumpster fire in real time. Um, but they edited it. They made themselves look quite virtuous and, and really good. So that's what they did. Now... I have been kind of upset about the fact that as a Christian, I need to keep myself in check. I need to make sure that I'm not overly ambitious. And so I wanted to call this episode, Stay Humble, My Gang. Um, my gang is one of the things that he said when he when he got really upset at me. I'm not, I'm just a rapper, my gang. Do I have that isolation? Let me see. I think I have that. And so, like, that that's why all week long I've just been like, my gang? What does it say? I know it's on here. Here we go. No, hey, hey, no. Zero, that's zero, what pastors do. I'm a rapper, my right, gang. You know what I'm saying? Like, let, let's... <laughs> and so we've just been joking with each other all week. I'm a rapper, my gang. Um, But, yeah, I wanted to entitle this Stay Humble, My Gang. And I think that being humble isn't trying to make yourself look good in front of your audience. It's not trying to make it look like you are pious or righteous. I think you should have a sober view of yourself, like the Bible says. And that means if you're the host, play your role. If you're the leader, play your role. If you are a co-host or if you're a guest, you play your role. And Jesus says when you're a guest... Don't try to take the important spot at the table. You want to sit at the table and, and the, ho the host will see you and, and elevate you and you'll be elevated that way. And, and you know, you'll, you'll get a little bit of glory that way when the host elevates you to the front of the table. But demanding a seat that's higher than where you've been appointed, that's, that's not being humble. So I look at humble as in the contrast of, you know, I look at humble like sitting in the seat that you were given to sit in. You know, if he's if, if your host says, have a seat and you you take the least seat and in, in an inappropriate way. I think in a way there could be some false humility there. And so I may be I may be guilty of some false humility. So let me let me go through my list and then I'll talk to you about this stuff. Um trying to stay humble, but also trying to deny yourself ambition. And your self-ambition is trying to be somebody. We all want some sort of status. We all want to feel important. We all want to be the big dog. 
uh, or at least we want to be recognized by others around us. And I don't think that's wrong. I don't think it's wrong or sinful to want to be recognized, but it can lead you to do things the wrong way. And it can lead you to be sinful. It can lead you to have a bad attitude. It can leave you entitled and thinking, I'm better than everybody. You know, I'm better than this other guy. Why is he being elevated when I'm not? They should really be looking at me instead. Like, that's what ambition does to you. And that's a slow poison that can eat you from the inside out. And it will it will cause you not to be charitable in your in the way that you treat people in your relationships. And you'll get to a point to where you don't recognize how ambitious you are. And you're just that guy. You know, you're that guy who's always in the comment section, even though nobody invited you. You're that guy who's always wants to be a part of the conversation, even though nobody invited you. You're the guy who always has to get the last word in or always has to make sure you get your chance in the spotlight. And maybe people tolerate you. Maybe you do have some value to bring to the situation and and your presence and your um, prestige and your popularity, and your resources, and your power, and your intelligence, and wit, and personality, or whatever it is that you bring to the table, maybe that is something that makes people more interested, and so people will tolerate you, like, you know, a little bit of glory by proxy, like, if I'm a, if I'm next to this guy, then I'll be more popular, I'll get more subscribers, and things like that, but it's you're always going to be that guy and and eventually people are just going to see you as the guy that leaves a bad taste in everybody's mouth you know the guy who is really entitled and overly ambitious and, and self uh thinks he's very important you know you don't want to be that guy but when you're overly ambitious that would that's what you become and you don't even see it after a while Eventually, you become the villain, you know, and uh, that's not good. You don't want to. There are people who get invited and even though they're invited, they suck all the oxygen out of the room and other people aren't really able to shine. But those people are invited. And then you have the overly ambitious person who wants to be the guy who sucks the oxygen out of the room. But they're not. But nobody really wants them there. You're just tolerated. And so there's a level of infamy that you can get when you're trying to be too famous too fast or the wrong way that people just end up tolerating you because you might have some usefulness, but they don't really want you there. That's a good thing to try to avoid. So when I, when I am in these interactions, I do want to make sure I'm asserting myself the, in an appropriate fashion, if it's if I have authority, I should use the authority that I have, and I should extend mercy if I have the authority. You know, I want to be a good host. Um, in that podcast, I want to be a good host. I want to let the guests talk. I want to give the people what they came for. I want to let them allow them to see what they came to see and hear what they came to hear. 
And if I take personal attacks and personal slights, then I have to bite my tongue. And that, that hurts. That hurts a little bit to have to bite my tongue and humble myself for the sake of the show. And out of respect for the other people around me who work very hard to put this show together. And so I have to mute my mic or I have to not come back as aggressively as I would like to. I have to not end the show. And you you, you cannot believe how many times I was ready to just end it. Just end the show. It was bad at some times. But, you know, I was trying to not overstep my boundaries. Uh, and one, one fan um, and a listener of the show took great issue with my wording of I'm nobody. I said, um... I'm a I'm a co-host in a podcast you never heard of before. It don't matter. But he's heard me say things in the past about I'm nobody important. I'm not a big deal. And I think it's important to set some context there. I don't say that out of low self-esteem. I don't say it because I think that I'm trash or that I hate myself. I mean, I have a self-deprecating humor sometimes. And if I make fun of my own status in that way, understand every time I do that, I'm secretly making fun of the people who actually would believe that. So if I say I'm just trash, I'm I'm playing the part for the sake of the joke that's being heaped upon the person who really thinks they're somebody. Because like there are people who really think they're somebody and that I'm trash. And in that situation, I think it's better to let them think that it's it's kind of like it's a comedian's joke. So there's a kind of joke that the comedian tells that the audience thinks is funny. And then there's a joke that the comedian tells that the audience doesn't think it's funny. But in that moment, the audience becomes the joke and then other comedians think it's funny. So it's like that situation. Um, and, and so when I say I'm nobody, what I'm saying is contextually I'm not important to the story or I'm not important to the moment. Or like when the guy says, who is zero? I've never heard of you. Yes, that's true. You're 20 years younger than me and you roll in a totally different circle of people who think that they're hot stuff. So of course you've never heard of me. I'm an indie rapper for who's been owned in a very specific region to a smaller group of people. So there's no reason why you would know me. However, it is kind of, you know, it's kind of dumb to go on somebody else's show and not do a little bit of homework or whatever. But that's what people do when they're ambitious. And so it 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 was fine for me to play the part of just like, yeah, I'm nobody. Yeah, you're 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 the big deal. You're you're the guy. You know what I mean? But at the same time, it, it and contextually in that moment, it was like. Also. It doesn't matter who I am. The standard that we're appealing to is scripture. The standard that we're appealing to is the collective Christian values that we all signed up for when we decided to follow Christ. And so my reminding you of that shouldn't include my status. Any member of the church, any member of the body of Christ should remind you of what it means to be a Christian. And sometimes even non-believers have that privilege to remind you that you're not being Christ-like or that Christian... I used to have a guy that I worked with 
at a factory, he would always say, Christians aren't supposed to act this way. Christians aren't supposed to say these things. And I would always challenge him. How do you know? It's not like you read Bible. But at a lot, a lot of times he was right. And I would just use that opportunity to try to appeal to scripture or something. Um, and when that happens, yes, appeal to the, to the standard. Appeal to the example of Christ or the apostles or to scripture itself. And use those opportunities to open conversation. But if it becomes like a pissing contest and it's like, who are you to talk to me? Then I think I think it's just better and funnier to play into that, you know, <laughs> because at some point, unless the person's incredibly dense, at some point, they're going to realize they sound like a jackass and they're going to be like, ah, I should probably not make those kinds of statements because it really makes me look bad. Or other people are going to see that. So that's why I do it. I don't, I don't have anything to lose. Like a lot of people don't realize how old I am and I'm in my forties. So I have a family. I have a wife who loves me, who has been with me through thick and thin. She didn't marry me because she wanted to marry the coolest guy in the room, but she thought I was cool. She had her thoughts about me. She made up her mind before we started dating and she knew what she was getting into before we started dating and when we got married. And we've been through tough times and we've been through good times. And she knows what I'm capable of. So much to a point that she will thrust me in the situations that I'm not comfortable with because she believes that I can handle them genuinely. So it's not even like a thing. So when you have a wife like that and when you have children who think the world of you and when you have people in your life that love you, church members that are looking out for you, friends that are looking out for you. There's a security there. There's an obnoxious amount of security there to where I can go out in public and act like a fool. I can go to the grocery store and fart loudly and I don't care. I don't care what other people think about me. If I'm, if I'm under a house plumbing and I need to run to the hardware store and I got cobwebs and mud all over me, I literally don't care. I don't care what you think about my shoes. I have a house to fix. I have a job to do. I have people to take care of. So those things are completely irrelevant. If I'm making a job doing something menial, or if I'm, uh, I'm making a living doing something menial, or making a living doing some executive work, or you know, there, if I'm taking photos and I'm able to do and go places that other people aren't able to and I'm you know having some conversations with the guest of honor because of it that's cool but also if I'm sweeping the floor and cleaning the toilets that's cool too I'm getting paid and I'm paying my bills and sometimes I'm just serving people and I'm like hey don't get dirty let me do it for you so you don't have to get dirty because you got stuff to do I'm fine I'll I'll get down there and I'll screw that thing in and I'll fix it you know, that's the kind of person I am. That's the kind of person I have to be. And so I think it's good to remind myself, like, I'm nobody. That's what I mean when I say that. I'm not, I'm no one important. I'm no one, or I should say, I'm no one who's so important that the job can't get done or that I'm going to be off-putting to other people and be like, yeah, I'm better than you. I don't have time for you. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't care what other people think of me to that in that respect, because if they think less of me because of like superficial things or status or they never heard of me or something, then, 
you know, that's a problem that's going to hold them back in life. It's not, it's not going to have any, literally any effect on me. <coughs> and the people who rock with me, they benefit from my company. And sometimes they're more upset about it than I am. Um, because they found me when I had a song featured on Rapzilla or when I was at a concert or when I was on stage or backstage or they heard me do a podcast or they heard me speak at an event or something like that. Like I've done things in my life. And so that's what people know about me and that's where they know me from. So when they see me either self-deprecate or just be disrespected by someone who doesn't know anything about me, I think that's more dangerous. So, yeah, the people that do that, they don't realize, like, what they're actually doing. They, they're doing it to impress fans, I guess. But, like, there are fans that are, that are really, like, got your back, ride or die, no matter what. And then there are fans that are fickle, like the people who like the AI Drake song. Nobody, they're not loyal to Drake, you know? <laughs> so two other points, and then I'm going to wrap it up here. Um, no one will remember any of us in three generations. Think about that. In three generations. Think about how famous Michael Jackson was in the 80s, and I was born in 81. I was born around the height of Michael Jackson being famous. I'm still alive. My children don't give a crap about who Mike. They think he's kind of cool because I like him, but it's more out of a proxy of I'm interested in it. So they're interested in it. I can guarantee that their children will not give a crap about Michael Jackson. He's two generations removed. He's one of the most famous people in the world. Same thing with Prince. Same thing with Rick James. Um, you just take any of these random rock stars and that's going to be the case, man. It doesn't matter how popular and famous or rich they are, or what they've contributed to society. For the most part, in three generations, you won't matter. Because like the Bible says, we are, we are vapors. In James, it says, yet you do not know what your life will be like tomorrow. You are just a vapor that appears for a little while and then vanishes away. And so what you need to do is you need to make the most of your life now. Stop trying to impress people that don't have any direct effect on on your life and vice versa. You know, the people that are in your life, those are the people that you make an impact with. Those are the people that you strengthen in, uh, your relationship with. The people that you're responsible for, your children, your family, people you have relationships with, your friends, your literal neighbors and community. That's who matters in your life. The people you can see face to face, the people you can pick up the phone and give them a call and say, hey, how you doing? How's your mom? What's going on? That's what's important. And when it's over, it's over. But like they're your peers. They're going to be dead, too. You know, so think about that. Like you're going to be dead. They're going to be dead. No one's going to remember either one of you. That's just the way of the world. And it's not something to be sad about. We all play our part here for a little while. And then we go on to eternity. And when I'm in eternity, I'm not going to be thinking about what's happening down here on earth. I literally, during the height of my life, don't remember some of the shows that I've done. I just don't. As great of a time as it was. And so I don't look back at these shows with contempt. 
I just don't remember them because they weren't that important after all. As great of a time and as important as I made me feel and as much fun as I had and probably hopefully did some good work. I'm 40 now. I'm 40 something years old now and I just don't remember. Seriously, I'm not making this up. Like I just don't remember some of the greatest moments of my life and I'm still alive. So we're a vapor, man. We live in the now. We live we live for the moment and we live for the future to a, you know, to a degree, but like be reasonable here. So um that's all I got for you guys. This is a this is the Zero for Hire podcast. I want to hear what your thoughts are. And uh, if you go to the about section of this podcast, you should be able to get links to the Telegram and to Fountain FM. And that's how you can reach out to me and, and communicate back with me. This is a value for value podcast. You give with your time, your talent, your treasure. You can you can give value back to the show if you've gotten any value in it. And I'm I'm trying to make sure that I explain this very well here in the beginning. So think about it like this. Look at how long you've spent listening to this podcast. Compare that to a Netflix show. Or if you had gone out to dinner and went to see a movie. Let's say you went to see a movie. It was super woke and it was garbage. But you went out to dinner. you, You had some coffee with friends. You went to a movie. You watched a Netflix show. How much did you pay for that? That, you know, how much did you pay for your time to do that and and to be entertained? That's what I say when I mean value for value. Look at what you've spent here. Look at what I'm giving you. Is it is it worth uh, what you paid for a Netflix show? Is it worth what you paid for a garbage movie? In turn, instead, since you spent time listening to this instead, you can give that back to the show. Send that back to me to improve the show and make it even better. That's what value for value is. We now have links that I'm going to make the effort to put in the descriptions of the show, in the About Me section for the show, the descriptions of this episode. And you can join me over on Telegram. That also adds value to the show. To leave a comment on today's podcast, whatever the topic is, you can always go into the general talk and just start talking and say, hey, I just listened to this podcast and here are my thoughts. That adds value to this show. That lets me know that this show is valuable to you. Um, You can go to fountain.fm and stream sats as you listen. And you can just decide this show is worth 100 sats per minute. And this is what I'm going to stream back to the show as I listen. Some people leave boostergrams and I'll read those on Friday. Boostergrams are kind of like super chats. You can attach a message and then you can put a monetary value on that through Bitcoin and boost it to the show. And then on Fridays, I'll read those back to the audience and we build our community that way, which also has value. Um, There are people who are helping build out things like a website or, you know, if you if you see that, hey, you should do this or you, you know, zero, you have a need here. And why don't you do that? The doors open, man. We are all I'm trying to do is get to like 50 subscribers so that we can turn on subscriptions and hire an editor and get to the next level of my goal. So value for value. You can find out what that is right now at the donation button that's in the link goes through Stripe and you can you can donate to the show that way. If there's another way that you want to see opened up, let me know through the communication channels and we'll do that. And um, 
that's what's that's what's going on in my world, man. I want to talk about the Trump indictment and stuff like that, but I just don't have time to do it tonight. Um, have a good, I'm going to have to get into it on another episode. Uh, I'm also just trying to follow that stuff. Um, shortly or quickly, I will say that I thought that Tucker Carlson did a really good breakdown of the situation in episode three of Tucker on Twitter. And I, from it's my understanding that Tucker doesn't even like Trump. He can't stand the guy. And that's that's what I've heard. So to, to listen to Tucker's breakdown was very informative, and it really I think it sets the precedent for how we all should be looking at the situation. That's what all I'm gonna do. I'm gonna leave it right there. Um, I love you guys, and I'm trying to turn on the light so that I can stop this. Okay, I got this. Bye.